I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to another week here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door. With me today, I am so excited to introduce all of you in the neighborhood. Actually, lots of you already know the beautiful woman sitting here next to me. This is Sarah Marquez from CC Oddities by Sarah. Sarah, will you say hello? Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Of course. So Sarah's been mentioned on the show uh, quite a few times, actually. And um, a lot of this is because of our just lovely connection with each other. But one of those connections is our very unique relationship with death and dead things, quite honestly. And that's something that we learned about each other, I think pretty early on into meeting each other. And so I'm really excited to have her here today, not only to get um, to know so that you can get to know her better yourselves, but to really start to explore a little more in depth start stepping past maybe some of our connotations and preconceived notions around oddities, curiosities, taxidermy, um, and really the a lot of the, the stigma that goes around that. So Sarah, first tell us who you are, of course, um, but tell us a little bit more about what you do. Perfect. Um, so I'm Sarah of CC Oddities by Sarah. Um, and I have been doing this for not that very long, actually. Um, and honestly, I didn't, at the time that it was born, didn't expect it to be something that I would one day in the very near future call my career and where I wanted to head with my career and my life. And um, so I create little glass domes of preservation scenes of bugs and crystals and foliage forged moss that I hand piece together every step of the way with my hands um, into a little way of being able to be admired long after it's passed. I love, I love it so much. So we, we're going to have a very, very fun and exciting show and tell with Sarah at the very end, but will you pick one piece and kind of show everybody on YouTube um, just so that they get a little visual of what one of your pieces looks like. Absolutely. Um, Because these are, this is very unique and different than, um, although I also have a very special place in my heart for these, than a a pinned insect in a frame that a lot of us, I think, are used to. Um, So I brought a couple, but I will bring out... I think you might be able to be seen pretty well. Um, These are always so hard to get into focus and in a picture. They just never do them justice. But here we have. They're hard to take pictures (laughs) of. I always try. There's a little black carpenter bee there in the center. And he's sitting on a big old piece of red jasper. And then I just recently have started including bones that I process myself in-house with my colony of beetles uh, that I also will often refer to as my kids. 
Um, I know I love that. So, <laughs> I love it. Oh man, I uh, during December did a show at an elementary school, and I feel like there I really just kind of let loose and expressed this brand in such a different way that I had before in such a free spirited way. And when I talked to the kids about my kids, they were so interested and intrigued. And it was, that's honestly where that term kind of was born and fully embraced by my. I love that. I love that. So really, you know, I think that one of the most special things behind what you do is that there's there's intention and meaning that goes in to all of these pieces. Um, and it really takes it from this beautiful, beautiful piece of art and adds this layer of like spirituality and connection. Um, I'm so excited to keep diving more into that. Um, so I do want to ask you, so everybody, if you don't already, you definitely need to be following Sarah on Instagram at CC oddities by Sarah, because she definitely posts the best, best processing content. I love following all kinds of oddities and taxidermy accounts, but you really truly are one of my favorite because I love the processing videos. Like, even though it's not a hobby of mine or like a craft that I do, I You're curious. gobble it up. <laughs> yes. I have always found it so, so fascinating. I think that there's, it's cool when we find like beauty in the macabre and like the morbid. Absolutely. I just recently had a friend in Oklahoma that I went to high school with and she's like, there's probably half of the people are watching you because they're actually interested for educational purposes. But then there's another half that's just like a moth to a flame and is curious of what shit you're going to do next. Yes, exactly. That's definitely. And (laughs) all PR is good PR. There we go. I was like, and there's all of your reach right there. So what I want to ask you now, um, is like a little bit of a two-parter here. So Sarah, first tell us a little bit about your path getting into or being led to and called to witchcraft and then slowly after into the oddities and curiosity world. Like tell us a little bit about your story and how you got there. Yeah, so I didn't really come to the realization that witchcraft was something that I was practicing until very recently, 2020, a very enlightening awakening year for us all um yeah and you know that kind of did send me back reflecting and and realizing wow you've kind of just been beaten to your own drum doing some interesting things and practices your entire life um I was raised Christian my dad was a pastor he'd go to convalescent hospitals and teach and I would sing when I was way younger like in grade school and then I started to bust out of it and move into my own rebellious Mm -hmm. phase, as we do, in middle school. As we do. (laughs) As we all do. (laughs) And, you know, what was interesting is around that time, my father as well kind of broke away from it and started not studying it as much and kind of living life how he saw fit in his day-to-day, you know, just kind of living more free from that direction that Christianity and religion can give someone. And I didn't really reflect on that either until much later. And then I completely fell away and completely fell back into it in college. Mm. Um, I went to school and I majored in religious studies 
And I didn't know that either. You want to know what? That's something that I'm realizing too that I'm very excited is that I think, you know, the shame that you feel of from failing or the fear of failing is something that I've been reflecting on a lot. And I'm realizing there's a lot about me that even my family doesn't know. And that's because I felt such shame about the process and what might happen or what might not happen. And currently getting over that fear and even being on this podcast, which I'm so thankful for, uh, is like a baby step for me and just showing myself and all the process that it takes to get somewhere. And who knows, I may fail. I I will fail. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we all do. And I'm wanting to show that that's okay and try to make that more normal. (laughs) Yes, I love that. I think one of my favorite um, things that I see from a very third-party perspective looking in on your situation is your pieces really are this beautiful representation of what you just described. Mm. This very like different, unique. In some ways, does that mean it's like a little dark and therefore like unknown, right? There's mystery. This is a Pisces, Pisces Capricorn, by the way. (laughs) So there's a lot of mystery that goes on over here. Girl. There's a lot of depths. There's a lot, a lot of depths over here. And I'm just like starting to embrace all the Aquarius in my chart. That yeah, no and then you got, about, and then really. you got that, and then you've got the the alien, the weird, the different, right? The completely like struck on your own, complete unique path. But there is honestly, Sarah, there's such a raw vulnerability in what you do, like in those pieces, like the the vibe that they give off. Um, we, I think that it's. A really beautiful thing, says the Scorpio stellium with the Pluto Scorpio to the other one. Um, <laughs> to many other Pluto Scorpios out there, I know all of oh. you are like, me too, me too, all of our Scorpio placements. Um, we really are transforming our relationship with death and transforming and redefining our our views around grieving and I think our our death practices as a culture in general. So you've seen, right, like there's this big new trend that I absolutely love in like green funerals, right? And green burials, oh my right? Gosh, yes. What tell us like what do you do you just love all of that? I just, <laughs> just love learning it all. about that. I'm just starting to learn about it, but it's just it's revolutionary. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I'm so happy that that knowledge is being shown and shared so much more widely and you know collectively we're embracing it and I see that being a big part of our future and that's going to be so important I agree some of the ways that we've handled the whole burial process in the past and history is Mm -hmm. just not it doesn't stand the test of time and that's Mm -hmm. so saddening ultimately and But a learning process, I guess. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of shame in general. And this is a big, this is the subject I wanted to like transition into today anyways. There's been a lot of shame in general. We're really just now starting to see big uprisings for people like, let's normalize talking about infant loss. Let's normalize talking about like what, 
you're going to leave and do like when you die and what that looks like for your kids. Like let's normalize having those conversations. Let in general, right? Let's start stepping beyond our fear of being gone or losing people and, and having the conversations that in a lot of ways have literally never taken place, at least out in the open. Right. And I think this is where, um, I taxidermy art specifically, not just the commission work, right? Because a lot, a lot of people commission taxidermists <clears throat> and oddities and curiosities workers to make pieces of like, you know, pets that they've lost and things like that. And it's been this really like underground industry for a really long time. <clears throat> now it's becoming mainstream because of this art and this aesthetic piece to it. Mm-hmm. Um there is still, though, being carried, even though we're making all these big moves, there is a massive stigma over this work, over oddities, curiosities work. Let's just be honest. People are like, that's a dead body, right? right. We're looking at a dead body. And you're right. I'm not, you're not incorrect at all. <laughs> so, Sarah, I have like multiple questions in this topic. And my first one is, have you experienced or what has been your experience since entering into this like craft hobby and now business with that stigma? Have you encountered that? What has been like your views and stuff on that? Um, you know, I, I have gotten some people that reach out and they're like, yeah, do a mouse doing a funny scene or pose the bugs is like some historical moment. <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> I never would have thought of that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm getting some fun ideas put in my way. Um, <laughs> but ultimately I think that that's sometimes where it can get a little lost when you're doing things for other people mm-hmm. and sticking true to why you're doing it for yourself yes. can make it so much more genuine and true. And I think that that's where the real power of this craft yeah. lies is finding those people that are doing it because of that reason, because it speaks to them in a way that's genuine and pure, not for some alternative motive or just a way to get money. Ultimately, I can see that being a trend Yeah, uh, <laughs> as in many fields of work. Um, but I mean, specifically, I haven't really gotten too much I'll, I'll get questioned about like where I get my specimens I know some people have gotten it in my field have gotten it a little bit more rough where they think they're intentionally doing these things mm-hmm. to the animals or yeah. the bugs and that ultimately overall is not the case yeah. um going back to the genuine and pure community and line of it but you know there's always someone that has to go oh, and try yeah. to ruin something a good thing <laughs> oh yeah but I mean I think honestly too what I've seen in this community is that there's just such transparency like if you have a mm-hmm. question reach out and ask if you want to know how something was sourced or just any question at all like we're so open to it we we love it we want it it means that you're interested and you're curious and we can take that moment and teach you something that we're so passionate about already that 
we're just waiting to spread the news, honestly. So especially where so many people are afraid to ask and talk about it in the first place, it probably feels so refreshing when you're like, no, no, I want to talk about this. Like, <laughs> ask so me all the questions. Yeah, please. I always forget <laughs> that, you know, it's still death. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's, that's like, and I think that's where I find that, oh yeah, this is your calling. It's because, you know, not everyone can handle these things yeah. and go from the start to the finish of the process and really ride that out. Um, and once I realized that I had that capability within me to really nurture the process and make sure that it was handled with such love and care, step by step, I, was, I, I felt called. I felt pulled. Ah, I love that. So, you know, all of us have lost people, but I know you personally and you've experienced very heavy and very significant loss. How does this work? I think that most people automatically assume this is going to trigger is going to trigger and traumatize this type of work. Like if you're the one doing the processing of the animals, for example, or the bugs or any of it, Mm -hmm. how has this been healing and therapeutic for you? That's what I'd love for you to share with everybody, because I think people think that taxidermists are either like messed up Mm -hmm. or they're like superheroes who like put that emotion aside. And I think that we need to start shedding light on you can have a whole different relationship with it. I'm so happy you brought that up because I play with both. Definitely. uh, I'll take my emotional breaks if I'm feeling like I'm getting a little bit too deep in in it. Um, I also, it's meditative at, at a certain point as well, where it's just so soothing to know that at the end, what was lost is going to be not forgotten. And I mean, so ultimately what brought me to oddities was I was drowning in loss and, you know, grief and death can be not just in actual life and death. It can be a loss of a job, a loss of Mm -hmm. a person, a loss of a dog. And that doesn't even mean that they died. They could have just physically left, like they moved out or (laughs) moved on. Um, And you know, there was a lot of that going on along with the actual death of my father. He was battling cancer and it was a way for me to meditate and really shine a different light on death right in its face (laughs) and make it beautiful. And it's a process that I think isn't so scary. It isn't so um, like you have to be a psychopath or something to want to find that career. I think ultimately what it comes down to is it's helping people as well. And I feel that that's so needed, especially with so much loss on a daily basis for us and just rapidly increasing as we go, you know, people need something to hold on to, to grab onto that can help them cope to, to grieve whatever that may be that they're grieving. And I think that this for me, at least has been a beautiful way to do it and to be able to share it with others has just been so rewarding. And I can't even put into words, honestly, it's just been so amazing. I love that. So one of the things that I think is so moving about what you do specifically is with animals that you find that are already gone. Um, 
and you know, keep in mind, like for me, especially before I learned more about or knew anybody in this industry or in this world, for me, I was always kind of at least able to be like, well, you know, we'll all do at the end of the day in whatever way that is, we'll all decompose and go back into the the cycle. Um, but when you like, it's not just that you give this like new life and, and let this, this animal and the spirit of this living, you know, what was once living thing have this spirit and carry on and like legacy. It's the nurturing part that goes into it for me. And I really, that's why I wanted to bring someone like Sarah and specifically Sarah on because only a Pisces can show you that kind of compassion so rawly because there is so much love and care that goes into this work that most people don't see because most people don't show the process part, right? A lot of people don't show the process part because it might be triggering or graphic to people. Um, but if you, and I, I just hope that all of you go follow Sarah and listen to how she talks about all of her pieces and all of her babies and all, and all of it and the things you write up, like, you form such a beautiful attachment to all of them. Oh and my I, God, uh, when I watch them leave, it's so hard. Oh, I love <laughs> So uh, anyone that ends up with one, know that that also is like uh, sending a flying from the nest moment for me. <laughs> I love They're all that. my children. <laughs> they really, and that right there, <clears throat> referring to them as your children, like look at all the love and caregiving that automatically went into that. And that means... You're taking that energy home. You're taking it to your altar or to your practice, whatever, whatever it may be, which is a beautiful transition into probably the most exciting part, quite honestly. I really want to be able to spend good time not just looking at your pieces, Sarah, but I want you to help give people an understanding of the intention and inspiration, especially behind any specific pieces, of course. Mm -hmm. But what these are intended for, how people use them, whether that's in an aesthetic way, in a spiritual and witchcraft sense. Um, I would love it if you would just like take us on a little tour of the oddity shop. Are you all so excited? (laughs) If you're listening on the audio, you better hurry up right now and go to YouTube. Obviously we're on YouTube today. So, um, yes, yes, yes. Show and tell is about to start. (laughs) Which ultimately is how this all started too. Me and my mom have joked about, have I told you about the bug story in second grade? I don't think so. (laughs) So. Awesome. (laughs) In second grade. Show and tell and story time. (laughs) Yes, yes. So in second grade, Christian school, my mom was a hall security lady and I was in the room next door in my kindergarten class, second grade class. Oh, my God. Sorry. Um, (laughs) And uh, it was show and tell. And I had brought my snails and my slugs in those like little buckets that have the magnifying glasses. Little kids do that as a kid. Um, The thing was, though, is that all the kids then went to their moms and told them, fine. But then their moms turned it around and went to my mom and was like, oh, poor Sarah, she can't have any real pets, blah, blah, blah. I had cats. I had rabbits. I had snakes. I had frogs, <laughs> hamsters. I had everything. But I wanted to bring my snails and my slugs. Um, ultimately, my mom didn't quite get that at the time. So I got in trouble. But we joke about it now that since I have a colony of dermacids that are my pet. And oh, we my God. <laughs> I love it. No, I had plenty of pets to bring. 
I wanted to bring the snails today. Absolutely. Oh my God. At that like pure eight years old. Oh, I love that <laughs> so, so much. Yes. So, show us, show us. Yes. Let's see what we got. Um, well, this guy, oh my God. I love her. So, I mean, and that's Here. the thing too, is that and then you can scoop her. I'm just learning and this is such a new process. And I think that's what I also love to share on my stories on my videos on all the content mm -hmm. that I am making is that I want you to feel involved I want you to feel like you're learning too I want you to feel like you're growing and and if you wanted to do like put one together and had questions I would love to help with that as well like Yay! you know we're all learning we're all growing we should be all so receptive and open to that for each other it's community guys community over competition yes yay so they all start with a crystal um so that's where the magic kind of comes in in the beginning of when I really started focusing on witchcraft and my own personal practice it really started with tarot herbalism mm -hmm. and crystals yep and so here we have a blue amazonite and then I um forged Moss. I literally go out into the woods. You can ask my boyfriend and he'll like be walk trucking along and then look behind and where'd she go? Gone. I'm just in I just darted off. Come back, got a quarter pound of moss, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll embed everything into that and just kind of piece by piece everything. That's kind of the fun part of it too, is it I let it just kind of evolve step by step as well. And then in here we also have a little spine. So my kids have been cleaning some stuff for the work as well. Um, but so if you had like a special connection to a crystal, I love to take that in consideration as well. Mm -hmm. I think that that's like the core of the power for mm -hmm. my creation. I love that. I didn't know that you started with the crystal every time. That's every such a time. beautiful like And there's a lot of like cleansing that. and stuff that goes on too. See? <laughs> all at See? the station. Did you all listen to your cleansing <laughs> episode? See? Oh, that was such a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also, I love to do oddity jars. So I brought some of these. <gasps> I love oddity jars. Oh. I I am addicted. <laughs> and these ones, so this one is little yellow butterfly that I found on a hike. I had darted off the path again. <laughs> um, and there's a hole. And at the top of the hole, there was these wings just in the spider web. And I'm guessing at the bottom of the hole was the spider that ate the body. Um, but I knew that the wings could be something still to be admired and loved. So I hold it out of the spider web and put them in there. Are you carrying the jars around with you? Oh, I definitely chuck like out. Harry Potter, I got like you just tweezers and oh. bags, gloves. Yeah, there's like a whole like Sarah starter kit. I knew it. I knew it. Ooh, that's what you should sell. Little like starter kits for people, little foraging and collecting kits. That'd be very cute if anyone's interested. Yeah. In <laughs> um and then I've kind of also moved into, so a lot of the stuff um, that I've been doing locally, actually, mm -hmm. which has been very fun because it can't necessarily ship as well, which kind of yeah. breaks my heart. But yeah. I've been loving thrifting vessels and then just completely ripping them apart. Like one right now I'm working on that made me think of you is a Hades inspired piece. Oh my God, so I got this like big clock and I just gutted it out, painted it, sanded it, painted it. Oh my and God. like... Just totally upcycling it and it's just super cool but i love that idea definitely kind of hard to ship unfortunately but yes. i have been doing these guys which also 
Oh, I saw that. These earlier. will be uh, shipping. I'm going to be doing an update tomorrow, guys. These will be shipping, everyone. <laughs> Don't you worry. But it's also Smash just... Smash that Instagram button, all right? Covered <laughs> in stuff that I foraged, crystals. Oh, I wish you guys could see it in person. And so... It looks like a fairy... Like, okay, hold on, hold on. Before she tells you the real thing about this, which is probably way more beautiful. <laughs> If you were, like, into the fae and honoring the fae, oh, would yeah. this not be, like, the most beautiful little decanter to have, like, of moon water? Oh my Absolutely. God, oh, my God. And I was just going to say moon it. water. Like, that's the thing about what I am trying to reflect through my brand, too, is just mm-hmm. my practice overall. Yes. Like, things that I'm into, I want to make available for you. Things that I think I are that. pretty, I want to make available to you. Um, and you were talking about... Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> about what they could be used for. And I've also been thinking about that as well. You know, you don't necessarily have to use them the way that I may use them in my practice. You could just think it's a pretty curiosity that you want to have in your house. That's perfectly okay, too. You make the rules at the end of the day. Um, But, I mean, there's so many things that you can do with them, ways that you can offer them to a deity, a god. Um, I personally don't have a god or a deity or really anything that I worship other than the universe mm-hmm. and uh, my dad. Mm-hmm. I love to leave little things for him. Um, but, you know, it it's up to you. It's it's for you. It's how you want to acknowledge, represent, celebrate the, mm-hmm. the afterlife. Um, it's yeah. a really beautiful way to, like, specifically honor and work with cycles in general number one because every single one of these pieces even just a simple oddity jar which is a great really like accessible inexpensive way to get started in your own little collection wouldn't you agree like start seeking out all the little the little oddity jars or again collecting your own i love that idea (laughs) i was like i don't ever forage that's such a good idea um i just well you're so much more out in nature than i am (laughs) i'm just like up late on the computer or sleeping (laughs) i'm like a dream witch that way (laughs) i love that sleep yeah do all my best work (laughs) in the astral realm no um i i love it for cycles in general because each piece represents all three life, death, and rebirth, because this was once living, this thing has once died, and it was created into something new and therefore represents that, that regeneration aspect. Um, and so I love making, so I have, I should have brought it down here. I have shown it on the show before. Um, I, my very, very special oddity piece that you gave me, um, with the carpenter being mm-hmm. there, I'm like, which I remember finally, that's what he is, <laughs> and he's so pretty. Um, I use that as a specific offering to Hades and Persephone. Mm-hmm. I use that, it becomes a centerpiece of my altar during Scorpio season in general. Again, Avi. I also, I incorporate it into any kind of grieving practice that I'm doing. So if I'm doing shadow work and I'm releasing a part of my life, an old habit, you know what I mean? Like an old chapter, healing an old wound. 
that's when I sit with something like an oddity jar and I'll hold on to the butterfly wings or snakeskin, right? Like Absolutely. that, that yeah, rebirth I was just going to say that. Like, not only does the crystal have a mm-hmm. metaphysical symbolic representation, but so do the bugs, you know, a bee represents community, mm-hmm. a butterfly rebirth, a snake rebirth. Um, so that all comes into play and can be definitely forecasted into your practices and when and exactly where you use it and how. Absolutely. If you, so especially anybody that loved those elemental episodes that we did and, you know, we talk, I'm a very elemental witch, so I talk a lot about the four elements. If you are looking to honor or bring an offering to the earth element or you in general are needing that grounding earth energy, this is a beautiful piece to have is is an oddity jar or or terrarium like that because it has like that holy trinity trifecta of the rocks the plants and the actual creature right exactly and so they i also i love 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 incorporating incorporating any kind of bone or you know what I mean feathers anything that's left behind from something that's long gone and feathers can represent air I was just yes gonna say my exactly yep oh yeah like, from the west coast I have seashells on seashells at my yep. house that I love to also incorporate in pieces yep there's that water element exactly yeah. and that's how you can really start to it makes it it gives you like a physical focal point when you're needing that grounding energy so when you're doing shadow work having that grounding energy um and to to tap into that's really i think that a lot of people especially the people that like i show that that piece to or you know come over and see the the bones that i have on my altar always people are like but what do you use it for but what is that for and it's for so many things death is one of them it's it exists it's as tangible as life it's more like what isn't it for right yes (laughs) exactly there you go (laughs) there's manifesting there quite honestly because death is a part of new life period that's it's really beautiful for healing our our fears i think surrounding death a lot especially for somebody like me we've talked about this lots on the show um very recent episode i i have that's a very active part of my path and my journey is working with and working through my fears around losing people or me dying. Right. And again, take it from a Scorpio. Sometimes, sometimes this kind of work or just throwing yourself in, it's that that's where catharsis comes from Mm -hmm. that like cathartic healing and like breaking through those old barriers, I guess, is a good way to say it. Yeah, absolutely. It's just been so cool to see how far you've come since you started all this. Seriously. From We're just like new light to the dark. Ugh, I love <laughs> doing this and now it's you're like doing doing it. It's oh so, so incredibly cool. Oh, so I love that you um you really make these the the center point of your business but i would love to give you the opportunity to tell us a little bit more about cc oddities by sarah in general yes tell us about your business a little bit tell us about like um what kind of things that you offer and stuff give us a little give us a little plug 
okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I was saying, I I definitely do love to reflect my own personal practice. Like for example, um, when I was kind of going through the process, mind process of being aware that anticipatory grief of knowing that I was going to lose my father. Um, I had a resurrection fern, one of those Jericho mm-hmm. roses on deck, like on I, deck. I, I never used it. I had never seen one before. And I actually, uh, so I knew when I saw it, I was like doing this, I don't know. I felt so cold. It was a very interesting time because I couldn't really explain it. It was just more of like, I need this. No, this is good. Like the crystals and the things that I chose at that time. And that morning, when he had passed, I felt so prepared and at peace and ready to just like also do my part of a send off for him in the way that I wanted to. And that being such a big part of how this brand was born, I definitely like wanted to make sure those Jericho roses were available online. (laughs) You know, um, the ritual candles, there's, I burn at least five a day. (laughs) I have a huge lack of fire in my chart. You brought that to my attention. I'm like, is this why I'm burning all these candles? (laughs) Yes, yes it is. So I definitely wanted to make sure that was a part of something that was available to um, the people that went to my website. Because what I realized as soon as it became more of a serious business thing for Mm -hmm. me is that these things aren't as accessible for some people. Yeah. And I didn't really sit and think about that until I had to sit and think about that. Mm -hmm. And people were like, wow, thank you. Like, I'm so glad that this is here. And then I can also get this. It's like a whole, get a whole care package. And that's definitely something that I wanted to make accessible to more people as well. Um, You know, it's started, started with just a little dead thing in a glass jar, but it's definitely evolved and become such a passionate part of my life and I just want and enjoy and love sharing every second of it with you guys <laughs> oh all right this was seriously so much fun I knew it was gonna be fun but it was even more fun oh, so much fun <laughs> so great all right so before we leave off today Sarah please let the neighborhood know where can we find you follow you and support you yes 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 of course um so I am very heavily active on my Instagram it is CC oddities by Sarah. Also, don't forget that it's Sarah with a C. My mom was super cool naming me after the dinosaurs. Triceratops. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so don't forget that. Um, I also have a website. It's shopccoddiesbysarah.com. And I have an email list that you can join. It pops right up as soon as you hop onto that site. And also on top along the menu bar, when you go to the homepage of my website, also has a contact. You can reach out to me directly if you had any questions. I also have a service tab. If you had any um, commission ideas that you wanted to chat with me directly about, we can definitely get that started through there. So those are definitely the best ways to get a hold of me and follow along. Yes. So even if you are not local to get some of these absolutely stunning pieces that Sarah has, she has a really, really wonderful variety of tools and sacred objects. Um, some like that you found and gave a new home and new purpose and some that she makes with her own hands. So go on to shop ccoddiesbysarah.com and just have a lot of fun, everybody. Honestly, Sarah, this was the best. 
so much fun. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. This was awesome. Everybody, happy Pisces season from the Pisces sun, the two Pisces moons. Go get dreamy out there. Stay safe, okay? (laughs) Have fun. Stay magical. Bye, everybody. Hey, magical human. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share with a friend or give a shout out on your social media. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on both Apple and Spotify. And if you can't get enough of all of our witchy, magical content here in the neighborhood, you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter, That Witch Gazette. It's a really fun, really convenient one-stop shop to stay up to date on all of the news and happenings here in our neighborhood. If you have any questions, suggestions, ideas for the show, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can send me a message at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjurethatwitch. Thank you so much. I'll see y'all next time.